Yep. All right, so after Loyola's major run to the Final Four, the season is over. Man, where does the time go? Right, Josh? Yep. But, hey, one season ends, already starting with off-season, getting ready for the next one. That is true, because we got signing day coming up here in a few weeks, I think. Yeah. That's okay. coming up, I think, like the 17th. Let's see. Yep, signing day is coming up here on April 11th. So it's in here in about seven days. So we, sooner than, thank so, you. Sooner than we thought, yeah. All right, so I feel like we should pre, we got our fir, next, our final top tens. We can preview right now. You want to start, Josh? You want to do men or women first? All right, let's do women first. All right. All right, so starting for number 10, we had two teams tied for 10th place with Drake and Mercer. Then going up, we had another tie for 8th place. It was UC Davis and Gonzaga. Yep. In seventh place was South Dakota, who had a nice run in the WNIT. Yes, they did. I enjoyed watching them. <laughs> I unfortunately did not get to watch them, but it looked like an amazing run there. Yep. And nice, nice consolation, even though they didn't win their conference, they didn't go to the NCAA tournament. They lost to South Dakota State, but still nice run. Yes, it was. All right, so moving up, we have sixth place. In sixth place is Belmont, and they actually got one one or one first place vote. Uh, after them, in fifth place, we have Quinnipiac, who unfortunately had their season come to an end versus UConn. But considering that they were a mid-major program going against arguably the best team, legacy-wise in NCAA history. And hey, they, uh, they got to be a part of a historical game, too. Mm-hmm. Very true. And they only lost by 25 points, which... That's true. Most, most power teams don't lose by UConn by less than 25 points. That is true. Let's see. Moving up from Quinnipiac was Florida Gulf Coast, who actually this film had a pretty surprising season there. Put 
FGCU on their heels. Yeah. And in was Green Bay? I believe so, yeah. Yep. They actually had a good season. Surprisingly, they did not do well in the tournament, though. Mm-mm, they didn't. I was really surprised because, I mean, they if they would have been – or if I had an underdog team, it would have been Green Bay. I agree. They were a good team this year. I enjoyed watching them when I could. Any tips on how they might look for next year? I believe they have a lot of guys girl, or this one's girls coming back next year. Okay. I believe they have most of them at least coming back. I was looking at that today and I believe they have most coming back. So she'll be good. strong again next year. Hopefully they can exceed everything they've done this past season. Hopefully a lot of teams can do that. Very true. Very true. All right. After Green Bay, in second place, we had Buffalo. Another good team this year. Yeah, another year. good team I enjoyed watching, both men and women. Oh, yeah. The men, men's team was really well as well. Yeah, they beat Arizona, actually, in the first round. Yep. Blowed out. <laughs> All right. And then... First place, we actually stayed in the Mid American Conference. Uh, Central was Central Michigan. Yeah, that was a close one to the to figure out Central Michigan and Buffalo for one and two because it was one point difference. And they both finished in the essentially the same place in the NCAA tournament as well. So very close. Hey, all right. All right, so we can move on to the men's poll. We got, I'll do this one, number in 10th place, we got Davidson College at seven points. I think they went to NIT, I believe, right? Uh, they were actually in the NCAA. They the, I can't remember. They, that's right. They did win. They, yep, they won. They won conference. their conference. That's right. Won their conference. Then we got St. Bonaventure. The Bonnies in ninth at t- ten points, who beat who beat UCLA in the front first four, and then lost in the first round or the second round of the NCAA tournament after win- after losing in their conference tournament, I believe. Yep, they lost. They're they're both in the conference. That's right. The, them and Davidson are in the same conference. Atlantic ten. Mm-hmm. And then, so. So I think they'll be they have a decent amount of players coming back next year, so they should be good. Mm-hmm. And then seventh place we had a tie at thirteen points between Middle Tennessee State and Western Kentucky, which I believe both missed out on the NCAA tournament. Yeah, both ended up going to the NIT. If I remember correctly, Middle Tennessee went to either the uh, I believe they went to the Elite Eight in the NIT, and then Western Kentucky went to the Final Four, quote unquote. Yeah, I believe they did. Yeah, it's a, looking here, it says Middle Tennessee lost to Louisville. In see, they lost to Louisville in the second round. 
of the NIT after Oof. blowing out Vermont and Western right. and then Western Kentucky they ended their season with a loss to like, the Utah Utes. Five point loss. That's right. After beating a really t- a top Power Five conference school of Oklahoma State, I was actually surprised that they won that Oklahoma State game. I was too, actually, because my opinion, Oklahoma State was better than Oklahoma, and Oklahoma had made the NCAA tournament. So we could, I feel, we could go all day or all night just trashing Oklahoma and the community. <laughs> Put them in. Oh, we could we could get a whole hour just of that on here. Because <laughs> how many times have they made the NCAA tournament without an automatic bid and lost in like the first two rounds <laughs> within like the past five years? <laughs> hey, I watched two of those times live. I, I think the committee is glad that they put them up against a relatively good mid-major school in yeah. Rhode Island. Maybe that will get them a little kick in the butt. <laughs> all right. Moving on, we got the shocker of all shockers in the NCAA tournament. Besides the big run by Loyola, we got the UMBC Golden Retrievers beat <laughs> at, at 20 points after their big win against Arizona in the second round of the NCAA tournament. I believe they have... I believe they're losing quite a few players this year, too, for next year. So they'll be down next year, I believe. Mm-hmm. Then we got... In fifth place, we got the other Buffalo team, the men's team this time, at 22 points after their big win over Arizona. Then we got fourth place, 27 points. We got the Rhode Island University. Can't think of their nickname. The Rams. That's right. I knew I looked it up earlier. But they had 27 points after their not-so-big win over Oklahoma. <laughs> then we got the Surprised un- Island, too, because oh. uh, one of the things we can mention now is Rhode Island, their head coach is out. He's Going to UConn, trying to restart right. that program. Got a, another guy coming in. Yeah, they need so, something going over there. All right. Then we got in third place, the team that was left out of the NCAA tournament, who everyone thought should have been in, St. Mary's University. I still think mm-hmm. they should have gotten in. Mm-hmm. If not... They did get in the NIT, though, so. Yep. And then we got, who's usually the top team in the mid-majors, we got Gonzaga, 45 points. Then we got the big dog of them all, the Ramblers from Loyola, Chicago, in first place at 49 points. I believe they're going to be good again next year. Because they only lose two, one or two of their five starters. Okay. I think okay. they only lose three or four guys overall. So, and they're 
they get their top player back too, so I feel like that's gonna help them out. Definitely pretty decent. But here's here's the big question: Are they getting Sister Jean back? That's another big question. If she's still around, then yeah, I think so. <laughs> I feel they can pull it off again. I feel like they can too. Loyola Chicago NCAA Tournament Champions 2019. Let's go. Let's do it. If not next year, there'll be championship berth. I'm predicting next year it's going to be Duke versus Loyola Chicago for the NCAA championship. I don't like Duke. I just feel like that they're going to make it next year. I don't like them either. I just feel like they're going to make it. Yeah. It's been a few years since they've been in it. They are losing Grayson Allen for a better or for depending on your view of him. Oh, thank goodness he's gone. (laughs) But anyways, as we close this season off, I'd like to thank some people for their help with these top 10 polls. Aaron Rath, who represented Northern Colorado. Brandon Owens, who represented Jacksonville State. Our other fellow admin, who for some reason doesn't like radio, Ben Schliger. I hope I said his name right. It's all right. He's not on the radio, so. <laughs> That's true. From Northern Colorado. Then we got Dylan Gronland from North Dakota State. Jamie Champion from Jacksonville State. Jason May from Murray State. The top dog of them all, Josh McCracken from Liberty. Then we got Scotty Simpson from Jacksonville State. Steve Seuss from right across the street from my house at Illinois State. Zach Johansson from Montana State. Corey Wagner, who represented Eastern Washington and Gonzaga. Nate Dostal from Montana. And Jimmy Wilson from Prairie View A&M. Man, I remember when we played them in football. Uh, anyways, now I'm going to move on to some coaches. Yep. And I was, I actually found an article that was published, what, five hours ago now by CBS Sports. Ooh. Matt Orlander compiled a list of all the coaching changes. It looks like there's about 45 to 50 coaching changes overall and 37 of those are mid-majors which makes like a lot but when there's there could be some that are just leaving to go to big schools too yeah that's there's quite a few of those yep so let's go ahead and start looking at them uh rhode island was one of them that we mentioned earlier yep they lost their coach to Dan Hurley to Connecticut. Yep. I'm seeing they hired David Cox. Let's see where he's from. Says he was given a five year, $700,000 annual contract. 
Yep, and he was the associate head coach of the program, so they have someone that knows the program coming in, so that's good for them. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they can make another run next year. So then the America East, they had Maine. Bob Walsh yep. resigned, and they hired Richard Barron. One surprising thing about Richard Barron is that he used to be Maine's women's coach, but then he had to take a leave of absence from the women's team due to medical issues. And I guess the women's team didn't want him back or whatever, but he's coming back as their men's coach, which tends to is pretty unusual for college basketball. Yeah. But hey, anyone that knows basketball. Very true. As long as you know the sport. And then, basics are, oh, go ahead. I was saying the basics are just the same. Exactly. And women's is just a little more physical, in my opinion. Okay. Because women get a little physical. They, like, try to get it, like, inside. Yeah. Whereas they like to play, like, out around the arc a lot more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then, we, then we'll go back to the Atlantic. 10, Dr. Or LaSalle University fired Dr. John Giannini and they have yet to name a head coach unless you see something different. What school are we looking at? Sorry, I LaSalle. lost you. Oh, yep. Let me get to that. I was on their website a little bit ago and I couldn't find anything. They had hired a new one yet. So I'm just, I'm a, I'm going by the article. Uh, so I, it's not really in any order, unfortunately. Yeah, I was just uh, looking on coachesdatabase.com. It had a big list by conference. Gotcha. I, I've just found your article, so that might be easier. Yeah, it says that Villanova's assistant, Ashley Howard, is a top candidate for the LaSalle job. Okay. And then another of the one is uh, LaSalle alumnus and former NBA player Tim Legler. Ooh. So I recognize one of... that name. Be interesting having a women coach, is, though. Yeah, that would be interesting. All right, who's next on your list? All right. So I have Missouri State. Ooh, the overrated school. <laughs> hey, I think they were, I think they're projected to win the conference, and they finished like tenth. Really? Because part of that's because of their coach. So you couldn't coach them, but, <laughs> but hey, hope. Hopefully this new coach they're bringing in, who is from Tennessee State, so obviously right. Tennessee is going to be getting and a new coach. This guy used to be in the Val- Missouri Valley. can't remember where he coached, but I read that he was in the Valley originally, and he's coming back. So, hmm. Okay. So that's good for them. All right. Oh, here's one that I know about now. 
Next one is Middle Tennessee State. Kermit Davis is out there, and they're bringing in form, now former UNC Asheville coach Ooh. Nick. Saw that. And being from the Big South, I uh, I have experience being on the opposing side of Nick McDevitt's teams, and he tends to be a really good recruiter. He's recruited a lot of players to Asheville over those past few years that have essentially went one and done, played one or two years mm. at UNC, and then transferred to a power school. Yeah. So he's kept having to rebuild the team every year, and they've been essentially the top team in the conference every year. So yeah. he should some waves in Conference USA play. Yeah, it sort of sounds to me like um, Dan Muller from Illinois State. They've had play, t- their top play. Some of their top players have transferred almost every year, mm. and yet they can't win a conference tournament that way. <laughs> Maybe they should try to get Nick McDevitt if he ever comes yeah. up again. Then that's who's replacing them. Them right? Yeah. Yeah. Then we got. Middle Tennessee. San Diego. I will say one thing about UNCA before we head down to San Diego. UNCA has not announced anything related to a new coach for them yet. I haven't seen anything either. Nope. Some schools haven't yet. Could just be waiting to see where everyone is once. The yeah. power school. See who wants, who's going where. That's not a bad idea to wait. So we they know who's available to interview. Mm-hmm. All right, next we got San Diego, who they fired? Right? No. Resigned. He resigned. Joe, no, I'm a... I had to scroll down. Jeez. Lamar, <laughs> I scrolled down and I saw FGCU for some reason. But Lamont Smith resigned on March 7th from his position after three years. And Sam Scholl is taking over. That's two coaches now who are now coaching for their alma maters. It's pretty good. It must mean they like their schools. The good thing about Scholl, too, is that he – it says that he's been in the West Coast Conference for 18 years, which is the conference yeah. that San Diego plays in, and he was also Smith's assistant. So he has experience with the team. Yeah, but I believe, that, I believe he was his assistant for 18 years. Mm-hmm. But saying – he should be able to take over that program fairly easily. Oh, by far. I believe. I'm not sure, so don't necessarily quote me on this. But I would believe that he was the one who coached San Diego through the remainder of their season. I believe so because he resigned because their head coach resigned on the seventh. Yep. yep. Because it says in a different article I'm reading that Shoal. Coach them through the CIT appearance. Okay. Where you led them to a two and one record. So which was not 
And the fact about San Diego is they have not been to the NCAA tournament since 2008 when they were coached by Bill Greer. I actually like San Diego, to be honest. So I'm hoping they can get back in winning the action. Yeah, I like them too because they're not San Diego State. <laughs> All right. Headed down to Charlotte, another yep. team out of Conference USA. Uh, they fired Mark Price, yep. and they hired Ron Sanchez, who was a longtime assistant at Virginia. So he's Ooh. a Tony product, just like Leary's coach, Richie McKay. And unfortunately, Ron Sanchez took one of Liberty's assistant coaches, who's been really good Ooh. over the years. Is that what I saw Charlotte. you posted today? Uh, I think I posted something like that a couple of days ago, yeah. Or something like that, yeah. Fun fact about this com- Conference USA is they are, have five teams in their conference replacing head coaches. Whew. Most in any conference. Wow. Big runs. They're big touts, giving them a run for their money, though. Yeah. We'll get that later. All right, moving on to Cal State Northridge. They fired Reggie Seuss and hired Mark Gottfried, who went their former head coach this year after five seasons. They had a six and twenty-four record this year, and he's fifty he was fifty-three and one oh five overall. Wow. Not good. No. Not at all. I wonder if maybe he tried to play some. Maybe that would get them to do better. Yeah, it might have it might have helped a little bit. You never know those former players if they get in there, they disguise themselves really well. They might be able to hide somehow. <laughs> Just put on put on some makeup. Exactly. And, uh, yep. Just like take take your best player's number. Well, maybe not your best players, but one of your lower players. Well, you need to take your best player so it doesn't look weird. Uh, when that's, it, that's true. Then your score is 40 points. That's true. Maybe like maybe not your best, but your second best. So you still have that your best work. out there. That could work. It also helps if they look like the player as well. That's true. Well, with a little makeup, it might happen. Anyways, and their head coach, their current now head coach, he came from NC State last year. All right. Moving on, we got the Pepperdine Waves. Who were six and twenty-six last year and hadn't reached the NCAA tournament since two thousand two. They fired their head coach Marty Wilson and hired Lorenzo Romar. Who was 
He was a associate head coach at Arizona. Former longtime Washington head coach. Or he'll move on from his one year gig as associated head coach at Arizona. By the way, a fun fact about Pepperdine. Pepperdine is where they filmed the like teenage show from when I was growing up, the Zoe One O One. And so I've this I remember that show. Hey, you gotta remember you're only a few years older than me, so we probably watched yeah. a lot of the same shows. Yeah, we, we we probably did. But if we're talking to people who are thirty years older, they might have no no, they might it's not they might not know, they don't know. Yeah. Great show, great show. All right. All right, moving so, on. From Pepperdine, we have Florida Gulf Coast. Yep. They're actually replacing their coach, Joe Dooley, as you alluded to earlier. Yep. And replacing him with Michael Fly. I love that name. I, I, I think his nickname should be Michael McFly. Ooh. Make him McFly. Yeah, I love that. That. Can I go with your name a little bit? True, you know? true. McCracken is definitely much better, though. Oh, I like the um, first sentence in this in the little summary. It's all too perfect that Florida Gulf Coast, nicknamed Dunk City, now is a head coach named Fly. Hey, <laughs> it fits. Not wrong. No, you're there. You're not. I've tried hard to replace. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard not to resist that. I couldn't repress my laughter. It's hard not to in that situation. <laughs> wow. Okay. Like Would you like on. to? They're near you. All right, next we got Drake University, who's had struggles over the years as well. They fired Nico Medved only a year ago, and they fired him after they hired him, and they just now hired again Darren DeVries. Man, some of these names are hard to say. Who was, he's been in this Missouri Valley Conference for a long time, at least 21 years. He played for Northern Iowa at least four years. And then he coached at Creighton for 17. Wow. Isn't Creighton Big East? They were in the Valley, though, until like three years ago. Really? I did yeah. not know. Like, I used to go watch them play at Illinois State all the time. Hmm. I remember watching, I think it was Doug McDermott. I think it was Doug McDermott that was the player. His first two years were at 
when they're in the valley. Mm-hmm. So then we got our final valley team, the Evansville Aces, who who hired Marty (laughs) Simmons eleven years ago, and they fired him this year, and hired Walter McCarty, who played for the no, who's a longtime NBA player. And coached for a little bit on the Celtics as an assistant coach. So at least he, he has a lot of experience. So he, he also has uh, experience as an assistant at Kentucky yep. under Rick Pitino. So he said he, yeah, he said he spent time as an assistant under Pitino from 2007 to 2010. So he's played under, and so I coached under. Some probably some good coaches besides Patino. Mm-hmm. Unless you count background. Should definitely be a good hire for the Aces. Oh, it should. Is it Aces or Acers? I think it's Aces. Okay. The logo's really small. So yeah, can't... it is. I think it's Aces, though. Then we got from the... I think this is our third... Conference US. So got, we've done Charlotte. Have we done Middle Tennessee yet? Yep, Middle Tennessee. Have we done FIU? Is that who we're doing now? Nope. No, we're doing UTEP right now. So this is our third Conference USA member. Wow. And it's a bad one. Yeah. Huh. This is interesting. So the beginning of the season. This doesn't happen much. Showing here. Am I thinking through this wrong? How it says. Okay, I misread that then. Okay. So their head coach retired six games into the season. Wow. Then their new head coach is leaving Fresno State. And the good news for them is he has familiarity with Texas and their recruiting. Wow. Still not really a school you want to go to. No, but if it was me, I would not retire after six games. (laughs) if, If anyone was to do that, it would be the Texas Southern coach. They went 0 and 13 to start. Man. I don't know what to say about that. Can't blame Texas Southern, though. At least they made the NCAA. That's true. And they had the second, I think it was the second highest recruiting, or not recruiting, strength of schedule. Mm -hmm. I think the highest was actually Charlotte from the Big South. That's the I think it's because they played like four top ten teams in their non-conference. Gotta do what you gotta do when you're a mid-major. That is true. That is true. All right. So now we gotta move on to Detroit, who still hasn't hired a head coach, but they fired Bakari 
Alexander, who was suspended this year and then fired. He only won 16 games in two seasons. Wow. It says the cause of the fire is disciplinary issues. Yeah, based off of his suspension for seven games, though, was for a verbal altercation with one of his players. Wow. Don't see that usually. No. Normally you see that the refs. And you see the players get suspended, but not the coach. No, unless it's for like, sometimes they'll do it. I've seen sometimes coaches get suspended for like too many, like, or technicals two games in a row. Mm-hmm. They'll get suspended for like a game, but normally you don't see them suspended for seven games. Certainly a lot. Especially in that short season they have for regular season. Mm-hmm. All right, now we got – now we move into the – see what conference are we moving into. We are moving into the Ohio Valley with Eastern Kentucky. They fired Dan McHale, who went 38-55 and 55 in three seasons. And this is – this is dismissal surprised a lot of people. And they hired a Kentucky native, which is good. A.W. Hamilton, who actually was an assistant under NC State's coach last year, NC State's head coach last year. So that's a highly respected program. Should hopefully get them off the ground more in the OVC as well. That's true. And he ran a military academy, too. Wow. Look at coming players. It's well, about a real. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Y'all talk about Loyola of Maryland. Ooh. Well, of we... Fire. So are we skipping the fun belt? Oh yeah. Oh, we can go back up to there. Yeah, we can go back to there. We'll we'll do Loyola. UT Arlington is after uh the oh. other team, fun belt team. So Loyola of Maryland fired their coach Gigi Smith. Yeah, and they they hired Tavares Hardy. Notes Tavares Hardy was a former Northwestern player and an assistant at Georgetown and Georgia Tech. Yep. Wow. Probably can't do much worse, though. That's true. Sorry, Loyola of Maryland, but you're not Loyola of Chicago. That's so true. They don't have a sister gene. Maybe they should get their own sister, Jean. Brother John. Yes. <laughs> All right. Now, so, you want to move to the fun belt? Fun belt? I love the fun belt. Who doesn't? Thank, thank so you, Scott. Making that hashtag. It's so fun. 
<laughs> uh, it's hard not to resist it. All right. So oh, Matthew Graves is out at South Alabama. Richie yep. is in. Left Nichols State, and yeah, I, I believe he was pretty good for Nichols State. We'll get to there. Yeah, I believe he was. But I do believe he was a good coach for them. Well, and, you know, just, didn't they get to the NCAA tournament this year? Nichols, they did. I believe they did. See what it says here. Come going down here to see that. Nichols State. Don't see that they did. Let's see, they made a tournament. I don't remember which one. I just read though that the former head coach at SFA from, the Southland tournament. I can't believe I didn't remember that. I just read that Graves was actually he used to coach under the current. Um, what was it? Current Boston Celtics coach. Hmm. So that's a good, respected coach. Yeah, they, they lost in the first round of their conference tournament and didn't go past. They didn't have that bad of a record either. They were 21 and 11 overall, 15 and 3 in the conference. For Nichols, that's not bad. Nope. Not at all. The head coach then is going to be pretty good. Of course, they scored their highest scoring game of the year against University of the Reno Grand Valley or something like that. UTRGV. TRGV. See what that stands for. Yep. The You're University right. of Texas Rio Grande Valley. He's they won that game one eleven to one oh six. Wow. That's an NBA score right there. That it is. All right, next we got University of Texas Arlington. I thought they were pretty good this year, but I guess not. This was this really surprised not only me but a lot of people as well. Oh, it did. So I was kind of surprised by it. Cause I had thought they were yeah, cause they they were twenty one and thirteen overall, ten and eight in the Sun Belt. So I would yeah. think they would be pretty. I would think that'd be a good, but who knows? Maybe like Sam Houston State fans, they uh, they just wanted better. That's, maybe they're just overrated, like Sam Houston State football. <laughs> Hey, I had to put it in there. <laughs> We're Sam Houston's fan. Yeah, they... I think they're pretty good, though, in baseball. So they got that to fall back on. Oops. Oops. Stupid ads. <laughs> All right. Next, we move into the Summit League, I believe, right? Yep. Yep. And they fired, or they, what did they do? I can't tell what they did. Did they fire him? No. Their head coach, Craig Smith, left for Utah State. And they got Todd Lee coming in. 
who has risen as it's, who was at Grand Canyon for five years. Who doesn't love Grand Canyon? It's a great place to go visit for nature. Grand Canyon has the best college at any sporting event. I'll take a bet. I haven't seen them at any sporting event, but at any basketball game, they have by far the best environment. Oh, I bet, because... I've heard that's a great place to go. Mm-hmm. Unless you go to like one of the top historical program schools, because those have the good environments. But for those smaller schools, that's a good place to go. The students are wild. More wild than liberties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to say it. They're all like me, but they have like 5,000 of them. I would not want to be in that gym. <laughs> I've heard you on TV. I, I hope we play Grand Canyon next year because I just want to go out there. So you want to play them I'm at Grand Canyon? Grand Sit. Man. All right. So we are now in our third this is the fourth this is the fourth so we got one more to go is it fourth conference usa yeah one more to go and they fired michael curry who only had 39 wins in four seasons and they hired mike no dusty may who was an assistant at florida and louisiana tech by Mike White, was hired by the new FAU, A.D. Brian White. Do you know why May's dusty? Because there was no April rain. Oh, no. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Okay, then. Let's move on. Do you want to get done now? What? Are, oh, are, are, with the jokes. <laughs> of course, you had to bring that one in there. <laughs> and that leads into the next team. I know. <laughs> Former or Mayor is it? I think it's Marist University. Yep, they did the hiring. Yep, they hired John Dunn to replace Mike Maker. After four years, I guess from what I'm reading, they offered him not much money with this hire because they have such a small budget. It's also weird because he's leaving St. Peter's. Who I believe, they in that? I'm going to think of that room. Yeah, they're both in the Mac. Mac. There's too many Mac conferences. Otherwise, it's the Metro Atlantic for all of you who don't know, curious. who aren't as intelligent as us. <laughs> Anyways, next we go to the 
conference. Ryan, I believe it's Patriots. NEC. Oh, in the Northeastern Conference. And they fired Tim O'Shea. And they hired Jared Grasso. Man, I hope I said that right. I, I think you did. I probably would have said it incorrectly. I feel like I've said half but, these names incorrectly. But. This one I think you got right. But in my opinion, that's a good move because Bryant went 3-28 and this year. <laughs> and Grosso it says is a good recruiter within his interesting offensive system. So I like to, I'm going to want to watch that next year. I like to see this mm-hmm. offense that he puts in. Especially at the NEC level. Oh, yeah. Because if you don't know, NEC is not typically a very highly regarded conference. No, they're not. Because I can't even uh, tell sorry, you. Sorry, all NEC fans. I can't but... even tell you who won that conference this year. Who was it? Oh, LIU Brooklyn. Yep. See? Had to look it up. All right. Next, we go back to the great state of North Carolina. As we visit. Go to get things done. I think this is. Yep, this is Western Carolina. Yep. They hired Larry. Or no, they fired Larry Hunter. After 13 years at Western Carolina, and hired a six-year Winthrop assistant, Mark Prosser, son. No, I read that wrong. Mark Prosser is the son of Skip Prosser, who head, who's heading from a. Or, I don't know. I'm reading this. You're right. right. Was that right originally? Pro- Mark Krosner was a winter assistant. Okay, I was I'm like, I don't know if I can read tonight. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, Skip Prosser, I recognize that name. He's, I think he was a coach. I recognize Winthrop, the name. I'd say winter being in my conference, it wasn't all, hasn't been all that bad. They went to what the pet. A few years ago or whatever, they had a run of, what, three straight conference championships? Yeah, it sounds about right. Three straight losses to Coastal. Yeah. Coastal left, they were expected to win. So. Won that first year, and then Winthrop won the next year. Yeah, I remember that now. So, they're good. I expect that. I expect that he'll bring Western Carolina to compete in the Southern Conference. Interesting fact. Mark Prosser's dad, Skip Prosser, he was the head coach in 1994, 1993-1994 season when Loyola, the other Loyola, Maryland, made the NCAA tournament. That might have been, I think that was the last time. Nope, they've made it since. So it's the second to last time they've made the NCAA tournament. Hmm. So it proves there's more than one good Loyola team. 
somewhere in history. All right. Now we move on to my favorite head coach of all time. I will refrain from making any inappropriate jokes. The High Point University Panthers Panthers fired We like their Panther party every year. <laughs> We're gonna get a lot of those jokes this time, aren't we? <laughs> oh. I thought what I was here for was comedic relief. <laughs> yeah, we need some of that in here because I need to be relaxed. But he was going to be replaced by 66-year-old Cubby Smith, who is taking on his seventh D1 head coaching job. First ever, I believe. Because I don't know what conference is Memphis. I don't know what conference Memphis is in. Memphis is in the American okay, it's- AAC. So, yeah, this is the only mid-major team he's coached. Man, I used to love watching him coach. Coached at Tulsa, Georgia, Kentucky, Kentucky. Minnesota, where I remember watching him coach the most. And then Texas Tech and Memphis. Yep. When did he coach at Kentucky? I have no idea. I'm looking up right now. It's something... To look up because you never know what you'll find on the internet. He was a head coach at Kentucky in '97. Hmm. Before he left, or that was that's when he replaced Rick Pitino. He was the successor of Rick Pitino. Wow. He's coached a couple good players, too, that have made it to the NBA. Rajon Rondo is listed as the top one. He must have coached him at Kentucky, I'm guessing. Yep. Wow. Definitely a good hire, without a doubt, for high Oh, yeah. They could use someone with his knowledge, at least to rebuild the program. High point is going to be dangerous in our conference. Oh, that's right. I forgot they're in the Big South. Yep. So, yeah, they will. There's a few teams at conference now that can be dangerous. Sorry, next year it's a 12-team conference. Because are you guys staying in that conference for basketball? Yep. Just football is leaving. Just football is going to the Sun Belt. Or the Sun Belt. Liberty football is actually going independent. Or are they? Are they going to? St- are they going to move to a conference at some point? I actually don't know. Um, we have a schedule set for like the next ten seasons, at least seventy-five percent or so complete already. So oh, I wow. think at least short term we're staying independent. That's what I would think. Wow, there's only now like two. I believe independent schools. The only ones I can think of now are would be you guys and uh, Notre Dame. BYU oh, sorry, is BYU is. I'm looking at it now. BYU is UMass is New Mexico State and Army. Wow. New Mexico State and UMass, I know, are the 
two that are trying to get into a conference, though. I don't know why Notre Dame's not in one. I know why. I'm a Notre Dame fan. Oh, joy. Because uh, this goes back, like, decades, all the way yeah. to early 20th century or whatever. It goes back to when no one really wanted to play Notre Dame mm. because they were Like, all the schools pretty much hated them because they were Catholic. And no conference wanted them in a conference because they were Catholic. And so Notre Dame effectively said, okay, well, screw you all. Yeah, that makes sense. Jeez. That's also why they're called the Fighting Irish or whatever. They're... They used to just be called the Irish, but everyone has started calling them like the Fighting Irish as like oh. a derogatory. And so Notre Dame just adopted that as their team name. Well, that explains where that came from. All right. Next team we got is Little Rock. They fired Wes Flanagan two years after their former head coach Chris Beard won the NCAA tournament against Purdue. Then he left for Texas Tech. Flanagan went 22-42 and in two years. He's been replaced by a 10-year veteran, Daryl Walker, who's played with some big-name basketball players. I recognize four of the five names. Who the last name is? See Bernard, right? Bernard King. I wonder if he's a dog. Rules. <laughs> Sounds like a dog breed, actually. I love Saint Bernards. They're so big. They're so fluffy. You just want to cuddle with them. Oh, I see your feminine side now. Oh, I am quite. Has <laughs> even start. Well, anyways, if we want to get this done, it's under two hours. Because <laughs> we have reached the fifty-eight forty mark. Yep. Still got. What, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve more to go. Yeah, we're gonna have to do another press con another podcast just for women. All right. Next we got oh joy, what team is this? This is UC, UC River. Yep, Cal- University of California Riverside. They fired Dennis Coots. I had to say it wrong on purpose. It just looks like that should be his name. But anyways, it's actually Dennis Cutts. They hired... It was from the program? Yes, he was. It's a good one. <laughs> they hired David Patrick, who was the associate head coach at TCU last season. And he actually brought Ben Simmons to LSU. He's played pro in Australia, England, and Spain. Spent time around four different programs. He's looking to make history next year. 
Now California is his fourth country. Yeah. Just say. Not really for college, but for professional sports, oh. it really is sports country. All right. All right. Next, we move back to the Southland. We have McNeese State, who fired David Simmons. College basketball. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. I would not consider that the toughest job. 12 seasons at the toughest job. Or, no, one of the toughest. He's only, yeah. He's only been to one, maybe two top conference teams. That was, or they're looking at, wait, where is it? Scheuer? They just hire someone? I'm not they sure. They did. I will. I'm looking. I, the other one I had here, they hired Heath Schroyer from BYU. <laughs> and he's been the head coach at Portland State, Wyoming, and Tennessee Martin. Sounds experienced. Yeah. I just can't believe that's one of the toughest jobs in that conference. Probably just because of the fans. It might be. Then we got FIU, who fired Anthony Evans, who you might remember his name because he was the head coach of that Norfolk State team who upset Missouri in 2013. That's an interesting fact about him. He went 65-94 and 94 at FIU. And 33 and 56 in the CUSA in five years. They are still looking for a head coach at this point. Yep. Now with our final Conference USA team. Feels good. (laughs) They need to get better teams or something. I bet you could say we're done now with the CUSA. Why is it you always do that when we're finishing off a conference? And that's literally the next coach that got fired again. I think he got fired. Yeah. Let's see. Yep. Yeah, no. Saint. It's the guy that left for Marist. Yep. Saint Peter's Peacocks. Oh joy! There's so many jokes you can, can com- make about that. They can compete with JSU. Oh, I love yes. Game. That'd be a good rivalry. Gamecocks. Versus the Peacocks. No, no, no. Or Austin P versus the Peacocks. <laughs> that would be a better one. <laughs> but he's, like, he's now out of the Mac. And he is... Is he replaced? He's not replaced yet. He left after 20... Or no. 12 seasons in a tournament appearance in 2011 at in this year he had a 14 and 18 record good move to head to Marist 
Otherwise, I think he might have been fired. Just my opinion. All right. right now and we, so we got one. Next, we go to a team that's in transition. Transitioning from the eighth one to the Big South is USC Upstate. I was thinking and that was they... Utah State for a second. I didn't look at the colors. <laughs> hey, it's the same logo, just different colors. That is true. I actually never noticed that before, but I don't really pay attention to Utah teams. <laughs> hey, you might be playing them in football one of these years. Yeah. Anyways, they dismissed their head coach and their AD. Yep. So, personally, I think that might be a good idea if they're trying to move up into, like, uh, essentially a bigger league. Yeah. Trying to become more competitive. It might be a and, bigger – be a, it's a better move regionally, too, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I will say, USC Upstate, one of their fun facts is that they have the smallest gym in D1 basketball. All right, I got to look this up now. I got to see what the capacity is. It's like 879 or something. I got it right. I'm looking it up here. 818 in the G.B. Hodge Center. And actually, the second small stadium is another Big South school, Charleston Southern. Jeez. What's with those? I don't know why. That one said 818, but then when I look at it now, it says it's 878. And CSU barely outcapacitized them by three whole seats. I will say, though, just looking at it, the CSU Buck Dome does look a lot smaller. Like, when you're inside of it, it looks like USC Upstates is. Yeah, that's just... That's just in off-campus arenas. Those are the smallest. I'd like to see what the smallest campus arena is. I don't know. Those, those, I don't know about USC Upstate, but uh, Charleston Southerns is on campus. I swear. It's, yeah, it says right here. Although, no, that's in blue. Never mind. <laughs> they highlighted those in blue. Smallest off-campus arena is Maine at 5,800. That's really, really large, though. Oh, it is. Because what's Liberty hold? Well, Liberty has the Vine Center. It holds almost 9,000. Oh, wow. You know, I'd like to go but watch that's... a game. The Carrier. What? I'd like to go watch the a game at the Carrier Dome. I'd like to go watch Syracuse. I've always thought that would be weird seeing a basketball game at a football stadium. Well, that's right. It is. I forgot about that. That must be why it holds, holds 36,000. Mm-hmm. All right. If we want to get this done, let's move on. Otherwise, we'll be up to 11 o'clock your time. All right. All right we got next. Nichols? Just, we mentioned... Uh, Dana Ford was fired earlier, or not fired. He got, he got a new job. The, yep. Yep. Missouri State. Is... He's being replaced by Penny Collins. That's Tennessee State. 
Jeez, I can't read logos. I thought it was LSU. I might need TSU. I might need new LSU's. Don't worry. I had to make the glasses joke. I'm pretty sure LSU's. We're TSU. I don't know which team started it first, but one of them's probably sued the other. It's not each other. And claiming that they, they did it first. However, that's going on right now with, I think it's Illinois and Ohio. They're both claiming which one came up with the original March Madness name. They both claim that they came up with it. So, that might have to go to the Supreme Court one of these years. Just another case for them to handle. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, they 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 are replacing Dana Ford, who left to go to Missouri State. They're hiring this. Ooh. Penny Collins, who's 34 years old, is his first D1 head coaching job. He's only ran one other head coaching job ever at a junior college. Wow. That would be interesting to find out what he's going to, how he does. I just find it interesting we're having multiple coaches now with the name Penny, which I've always thought was a girl's name. I want to, I didn't, I've never heard it as a men's name before until now. Yeah, until Penny at Memphis is the first, is this like what? That's unusual. And now a second penny is just yeah. like, okay. Jeez. I guess I guess it's probably like a more common like central Midwestern. That's what name. I'm thinking. Yeah, because Memphis hired Penny Hardaway. Yep. Wow. I never knew that was a male name. We'll have to think of that for my kids in the future. Anyways. Moving on, we got the youngest coach in D1 basketball. Austin Clench, or I can't spell or read. Austin Clench. He was promoted to replace the Richie Riley, who went to South Alabama. He's only 28 years old. Wow. Von Riley's staff too, so yeah. So he was under a pretty good head coach, mm-hmm. who just fell short this year. Then we got Lawnwood. Lu, it's the fake Lu. Liberty is oh. the real L. You had to bring that up, didn't you? Yes, I did. For those of you who don't know, Longwood University is in Farmville, Virginia, which is 50 miles to the east of Liberty's camp- campus in Lynchburg, Virginia. Ooh. And so, big rivalry. I might have to visit there instead if I go out there. I might have to skip, they- I might have to skip Lynchburg and go there. Farmville is just <laughs> So unless you want to go and... Uh, Real life, what the Facebook game was. Hey, I might just have to go to the real LU. 
The real LU is better. <laughs> Come see our, all of our construction. Is there a lot? Yep. We just started building another new dorm today. Oh, wow. How many is that now? Oh, is it just to see how many dorms are on certain campuses? Oh, yeah. Well, we have, they're building four huge towers. They've built three already. Okay. And now they're on the fourth for that. Oh, wow. But if you don't know, Liberty's undergoing a lot of construction. It has been for the past... How long have I been here? Five years? You have to think about that? What? You have to think about how long you've been at Liberty? Five years. Jeez, time must fly by fast. Yes, it does. I know it does here in high school. I know Ben can beat me up for that later. Yeah, uh, Longwood fired their head coach after, what does it say, five years? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, here's again. Oh, here's an interesting fact. Longer in the Big South than he did. Who did? I have, I've lasted longer in the Big South than Longwood's previous head coach was. <laughs> Jason was in was at the helm for five years. Oh, that's a good one. And here's <laughs> something interesting about him is he never won out of any of those five years more than 11 games. Yep. But there were... And three of all three of those were always non-D1 games. Oh, yeah. Probably. Most of, most of those games that he did win that were D1 were against conference opponents. Ooh. Usually against Liberty. At least one of them was against Liberty. And then Presbyterian and Charleston Southern. Is that, Other. Is that when Liberty wasn't very good? Yeah. Liberty didn't used to be good. Is that when they were battling for the... Was that, is that when they Lots. were one of those teams that battled for last? Yeah. After Liberty went to the NCAA tournament, I think it was 20, the 2013 tournament, uh, we kind of started spiraling down to the ground. Ooh. That's not good. But got a new coach. Rich McKay is the one we have now. This was his third season, and he got us to the semifinals of the CIT tournament. Yeah, it was 2013. The last? That was the year when James Madison and Liberty both made it to the NCAA tournament. And Liberty lost to North Carolina A&T. In the first round. Was it by 20? It was by one. Yep. I thought you said 20 for a second. I'm like, what? Liberty fans argue there should have been a foul called on our point guard's last shot, but they never did. Oh, wow. And so time expired, and we lost by one point. That was the year that um, there's no longer a champion in that tournament. So it got stripped. That was um, Louisville won it, so they had to strip it from them. I was gonna say, I if they stripped it, I assume it would be Louisville. 
Yep, they beat Michigan in that championship game, it says, by six points. Hmm. So Michigan could have won two in the last six years. Wow. Don't worry. We still recognize that you won it. The NCAA doesn't. Oh, yeah. Anyways, Lawnwood, we didn't even get to who they hired. They hired Griff Aldrich. Who's, who helped UMBC actually this year beat Virginia in the tournament. So that could bring something into that team that could hopefully bring him all the way to the at least conference championship. I think they can make him competitive. I don't know about that much. Hey, it would be making a good Cinderella story based off of the last few years. True. And then we got – oh, keep, go ahead. I think Liberty won't let them, though. Hey, it Liberty could be, never let. Just think, it could be Longwood Liberty Championship game. That would that would be intense. That would be that would be a straight up awesome atmosphere. Like honestly, that would probably be as good as Duke UNC game. Oh, those are good games. Right. I mean. Radford is another. I mean, Radford's oh, two hours. Wasn't that of us? That was the team that beat you guys in the conference championship. Yeah, Radford won on a last second buzzer beater. Then didn't you beat? Then your women beat them though, didn't they? What do you mean? Your women beat the Radford women in the championship, right? Oh, our our. Radford actually lost in the semifinal game to UNC Asheville. Well, I was thinking, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I remember we had, you and I had talked and we mentioned that it could be that. Yeah. Could have been like, we want could have been be like that. the Summit League. Down. What? I said, uh, Liberty fans wanted Radford women's basketball to be playing Liberty in the women's championship game. So that we could beat them down. Oh. But Tony Radford lost. To to make up for the men. Yeah. All right. Now we got possibly one of the youngest programs, if not the youngest, in D1. Incarnate Word fired their head coach, Ken Burmeister, as he guided them through the transition. But he had his worst season this year. They hired former NAIA head coach who went 107 and 52 in five seasons, Carson Cunningham. Jeez, I can't read anything. I've also thought the NIA is interesting too because they don't they essentially have like just one quote unquote division, but yes. they're all of D1, D2, and D3 teams. Yeah, but they're, it's one quote-unquote division. Yeah. I believe this year their champion, national champion was from Indiana. Yeah, they have quote-unquote three divisions. Or no. Okay. They have two. D1 and D2. I believe they're D1 team maybe. 
It was either the D1 championship or the D2 was from Indiana. Like one, nope, it was D2 because it was like their second one and or something like that. They've had a lot of championships throughout the past few years. It was a show. Because I know know someone who was on some of the last few teams. He was, it was, see, they've won, it was, I think it's Indiana Wesleyan University. They've won two, well, three national championships since 2014. So that's almost as, actually as impressive as NDSU 6 since 2011 in football. Anyways, we got possibly the worst team with a coaching change to take over. (laughs) Delaware State. They're ranked 350th out of 351. Wow. I would not want to take over them. I don't think anyone does. No, they don't. Maybe a recent college graduate. Yeah, maybe. See, because where are they? What conference are they in? They're in the MIAC. Yeah, they're in the MIAC. Who both their head coaches that were in that conference that were fired are looking still for replacements. They last made yep. a tournament, though, in 2005. Wow. I would not want to take over that team. It seems they're in, pretty much their entire athletics department has went downhill in the past decade or so. It seems like. I remember playing them in football, and they weren't very good. And then again, we were good. They just look like they did not want to be there. I feel like their athletics department's really bad. I feel they could use an infusion of talent into their administration. Administration in any sport. Really? Alright, we move on now to our next MIAC conference team who actually, it looks like, hired a head coach today. Ooh. Maryland Eastern Shore. They fired yep. Bobby Collins and they just hired today Clifford Reed. And the first sentence as you can see is they can't ever can't ever remember a coach facing what Reed will at Maryland Eastern Shore. I wonder if he ever read Clifford books. Had to bring that up, didn't you? <laughs> How could not? That's true. But it looks like he was promoted from within. It looks like he was an assistant for for MESU, I'm just going to say. I don't feel like saying the full name. Or UMES. And it says he'll be the interim head coach for at least the next 10 months. So there won't be any long-term decisions until a new president's hired that they're hiring this summer for men's basketball head coach decisions. Wow. Yep. 
All right. It's time. For bad school. Yay! It's, for bad school. It's time. Trace Dildy. I don't even know if that's even right. <laughs> I'm not going to be about that. <laughs> but he was fired from Chicago State. And some coaches told CBS Sports, I guess, earlier this week that Chicago State is being viewed as the worst position in college basketball. I would say so. It's time for Google. I concur. I got to look up the power rankings. I got to see who was considered 351 or something. 151? No, 351. I got to look up who was the worst one. I could see it being them. Alabama A&M. Ooh. According to Ken Palm. That's interesting. Then 350 was Delaware State. Yep. Then 59 was Maryland Eastern Shore. And then go up to 346 was Chicago State. It's not bad. Then if you go up 340 is Longwood. 338 is USC Upstate. All right. 32 is Maine. 330 is Cal State Northridge. Ooh. So just, just going like all the bottom 300 and Palm ranking teams are getting new coaches, which is justified. Yeah, like I'm looking right now actually on ESPN. They have 351 at Maryland Eastern Shore. They have Alabama A&M at 350. 349 is Delaware State and 348 Chicago State. Wait a second. Mississippi Valley State has basketball? Mm hmm. I think. No, they actually. I feel like they're like a Delaware State where they have a very good athletic department. They essentially just get high schoolers and they just go out and stand on the court. I'd like to watch one of their games. I'll just see what it looks like. Yeah, like to see where we would be in this. I'm just interested to see how bad, how low we are. I feel like uh, East Mississippi Community College would absolutely blow out Mississippi Valley State. Oh, I guarantee they would. I guarantee you, my high school might be might might have blown them out. I think EMCC should pay Mississippi Valley State to come to their school, just so they can <laughs> blow them. out. Okay, 169, that's not bad. And you see it was 169th for a 15 and 17 record. I'd say it's pretty good. All right, is that all the men's coaches? Yep. All right, wow. As of hours ago? Yeah. All right, do you want to move on to women or? I do not have anything looked up. I don't really either. I just have a list of them, but it just says who's departing. Gotcha. So I sure we we can go ahead and read that off real quick if you want. We got Chicago State's departing Angela Jackson after twelve seasons. Georgia State's departing Sharon Baldwin after eight. Southern Utah's. 
looks like they're a party. It doesn't say, or they're hiring Chris Bottetcher after four seasons. Another Longwood coach is departing. Bill Rienson. I hope I said that right. Oh, Longwood? Yeah, the, it says Bill Renson or Rienson. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Is I after, know what he looks like. After seven plus seasons, he's departing. He might be retiring too. It just says departing. It's justified though, because again, Longwood hasn't been good. Yeah, women. Valpo Rezo is departing Tracy Darrow after six years. Canisius, my favorite name in the ever, for as team names. This is so fun to say. They are one of my favorites as well. Not my favorite, but they are one of All them. All right. I don't want to know. I don't think I want to know your favorite because you'll probably make some sense a joke out of it. No, I won't. But they're. They have Terry Zeh. Favorite last name besides which one did we say was the favorite before? Michael Fly. Yes. Besides him, I have to say Terry Zet is my favorite last is my favorite name. You have you haven't told everyone what Canisius's team name is. Oh, I'm looking that up now. You just said it's your favorite name. That's his school name. Oh, okay. Well, let's see who, see what they are, though. They are the Canisius. They're the Mac. The Griffins. The Golden Griffins. Ooh, I didn't even see the golden part. I'd say that could go with, um, who was it, Jason's? Uh, Gryffindor? Oh yeah, I'd say you could go. I'd say that could be a good reference to that. Dave, what was the last so, time? Jeez, I'm looking at it right now. They haven't been above 500 since 2008-2009 season. Here are we talking about Canisius? Yeah. That was they went twenty four and nine that year and lost in the WNIT first round. Since since they became in the D one in two thousand four two thousand five, they've only had one two three, four five hundred or above seasons. Ouch! And they've only had three five hundred or above conference records. They've had a lot though, the six and twelve or eight and ten, eight and twelve type seasons though in conference. But still, I also you don't think Longwood, as you aforementioned, is much better than that. I think they're in fact worse than that. And see, they've had they've had no five hundred or above seasons since they became a in the um, division one in two thousand ten. O and O in 2010. Oh, they were independent that year. Never mind. 1 and 17 in 2016 for a conference. Wow. All right. Poor Longwood. Next, we got New Jersey Institute of Technology. Sounds right. They have. Ninja. What? 
Ninjit. Ninjit. Sounds like ninja. That's what I've always thought. I just like calling it Ninjit. There, they have Steve Lantfer departing after six years. They've only been over 500 once since they became a, the D1. That was their first year. Next, we got Bowling Green out of the MAC, Jennifer Roos, another one of my favorite last names. After six seasons, they've had they've had some decent. Their first two years were pretty good. But after that, not very good for her. Then we got Sam Houston State, Brendan Nichols. Maybe she should go to Nichols State. (laughs) And she graduated from Sam Houston State, too. She's departing after 12 seasons. And a WBI and WNIT first round appearances. Another Chicago school, UIC, is departing their head coach, Regina Miller, after seven years. I don't know if I want to talk about them. Do I want to know? Too soon, Adam. Too soon. Oh. Hey, at least least we're talking about their women. Who did not have a good year. (laughs) Hey, at least you made a postseason tournament that wasn't conference. True. We got stuck under 500, losing the semis. Next, we got in the American East, UMass Lowell. They're, they departed with Jennery Harris after four years. No years over 500. Three of the, her four years were had four, three or four wins overall. Then we got LaSalle, another team that we discussed before, departing from the Atlantic 10, Jeff Williams. Departing after eight years. They made the, I feel like they made the conference tournament last year. Maybe I might be thinking of someone else. Then, of course, Delaware State again after two plus seasons. Not good either. Endured there with all their coaches. Interesting fact, they let go this year their men's basketball, football, and women's basketball coaches. And their women's coach, they didn't even let her finish the season. So yeah, Barbara Burgess is out at Delaware State. Indiana State, Joey Wells was fired after three-plus seasons. Man. We got Monmouth out of the Mac, Jenny Palamatier, Palamatier, is gone after six plus seasons. And then we got, I think that's that's it. It's all the women's coaches. Man, that's not as many as the men's. Didn't sound like it. All right, I'm going to wrap this up quick. Quick ad. 
Yeah. Okay, I got to do a little advertisement somehow here. This episode is brought to you by... Somewhere to go when you're not watching football or doing anything else? Well, come to Mid-Major Sports Fans Nation and join the group. All right. This show is brought to you by the world. And let M. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Me. To end on that note, that's, we're going to wrap this up after 96 <laughs> minutes and 40 seconds of your favorite people in the group. Your two favorite admins, Josh McCracken and Adam Willey. Maybe next time we can get Ben Schliger, or however you say his last name, to join us. Ben Schliger. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. All right. Thank you, and good night.